Welcome to your New Hampshire National Guard podcast. We are always ready, always there. This podcast series is a production of the State Public Affairs Office. Hello, I'm Staff Sergeant Taylor Queen with Public Affairs, and I'll be your host for today's episode. I'm joined here today with the Command Sergeant Major at Joint Task Force Winter Surge, Michael Thibodeau, and the officer in charge of Winter Surge's Seacoast Region, Air Force Captain Jacob Ricciotti. Thank you both for joining me today. Glad to be here. Thank you for having us. So, Sergeant Major, Operation Winter Surge is a joint task force. Winter Surge currently has around 250 uh, airmen and soldiers assigned. Can you talk to me a little bit about where they are and what exactly they're doing throughout the state? Sure. We have um, soldiers in 25 hospitals in the state of New Hampshire, 11 long-term care facilities, and the state men's prison in Concord, as well as uh, we just wrapped up our distribution mission uh, that was based in a warehouse here in Concord, but they delivered uh, PPE and testing kits throughout the state. Yeah, the airmen and soldiers are doing a myriad of jobs uh, currently. So we have some in observation, uh, some are material management in the hospital, working with PPE and being able to keep the stock up for what the daily usage are. We have COVID screeners in hospitals, as well as COVID testing. So one of our airmen, we think, is going to get about 10,000 COVID tests uh, through his time on mission over 94 days. Uh, We have many people in food service at the hospitals and the long-term care facilities, as well as we just put our first airman in the monoclonal antibody testing area, treatment area, at Wentworth Douglas Hospital. Yeah, there's also uh, soldiers doing uh, some call center work. Uh, St. Joseph's Hospital has has a specific COVID uh, call center for COVID triage. Um, And then also they have... um, an experimental treatment, uh, one of the one of the COVID treatment ex- more experimental uh, medications. It's on an outpatient facility. We have a soldier that's working with them, and that in that clinic, it's kind of part of their oncology area infusion clinic. Sergeant Major, what makes this mission so unique for these guardsmen? Well, typically, uh, a state active duty mission or a mobilization mission is for a natural disaster response hurricanes floods we're very familiar with here in new hampshire the flooding ice storms uh things like that um and then even the earlier um in 2001 and in 2000 when we had a task force stood up for covid that was about testing and vaccination and while soldiers did work with civilian entities, they didn't so much work actually like in these facilities, in these hospitals and nursing homes and whatnot. So this is a very uh, unique mission and definitely outside of the box as far as the majority of these soldiers' military occupations. That like We have a lot of soldiers doing food service that have never done anything more than maybe cook their own eggs at home you know um we do have some food service soldiers doing that mission but for the most part they're not cooks yeah on the air side we have three afsc specific food service airmen and i think we're at 20 to 25 people that are working in the kitchen of these hospitals and one airman at the frisbee memorial hospital said he's never done more than make like 
microwave macaroni for himself, and now he knows how to cook, and he's cooking for the entire hospital. Yeah, the other thing is, like you mentioned, uh, usually all the people that I supervise are there with me, and I'm able to see them day to day. I'm able to interact with them. I'm able to be a very centralized supervisor with this, the decentralized execution. I have to maintain communication in different ways than I've never had to do before. Text message, email, phone calls, using different kind of phone trees to get in touch with the airmen and make sure that they're on mission and doing well. Yeah, and and to that point, too, we're spread out geographically from Mm -hmm. the very most northern parts of the state to as far east as the seacoast and as far west as um, Keene and Cheshire County. So, and everything in between. You know, we're up in Mm -hmm. Stewartstown and and Berlin and everything Mm -hmm. in between. So we're spread out everywhere. And so that's a unique challenge as well, yeah. And from your perspective, how is the collaboration between the Guard and the civilian entities that we don't normally work with, how has that been going? Every hospital is different. Every long-term care facility is different. But I have been pleasantly surprised how seamless the airmen and soldiers have slid into these various jobs, either non-clinical clerical work or food service, and how well the hospitals have treated them like their own employees. And I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the time we're in with the pandemic, uh, the need with the staffing shortage, and how eager these airmen have been to help out and how enthusiastic these soldiers have been to make a difference in this mission. Yes, and I've been, as a command sergeant major of the task force, I visited a lot of the facilities um, of all the different types of places that we're at. Mm-hmm. And everywhere I go, um, the facilities are just very, very positive and thankful, and they remark about how fast our people were up to speed and able to contribute. And also, um, the there's reports from hospitals of increased productivity, um, having our soldiers there versus when they didn't have soldiers there, soldiers and airmen. I'm sorry, I'm an army guy, so I'm going to say soldiers. And no offense and, taken. And, and the captain's going to say airmen, right? Um, but yeah, so the collaboration has been nothing but positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, hospital administrators want to come out and tell us like how amazing it's, mm-hmm. it's been having our soldiers and reports of just the whole facility. We may have at the beginning of this mission you know, we put like eight soldiers in Concord hospital. It was all food service, but the hospital administrator told us that the whole facility's morale drastically improved by just the arrival of our soldiers. Yeah, all the, the majority of my members are wearing uniforms in their facilities, and just the presence makes a big difference. Uh, as well as something I was, I didn't expect, they're taking a lot of what they've learned in the military sector and bringing it into their civilian counterparts on things they saw. So one hospital had an entrance that they don't think about force protection like we do, but they were able to redesign it uh, so that people that are... Mm-hmm. Uh, angry or aggressive at the healthcare industry currently, uh, it looks like a perceived harder target to get to this hospital because either there's more security there or the way they're placed, as well as the same thing. Some of our airmen are bringing back some really interesting ways of working in the hospital works back to the base. So the exchange of information has been awesome on this mission. Yeah, I definitely agree with all yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised. I, I just didn't expect it. And it's um, it's been a two-way street. I think the Guard is gaining from this mission as well as the hospital healthcare industry, yeah, without a sure. doubt. Yeah, for sure. What would you say has been the most rewarding part 
of this mission? Most rewarding. I'll go first. Yeah. Because you're thinking. (laughs) There's so much. I know. That's a hard question because there is. uh, For me as a command sergeant major, the most rewarding thing for me is seeing the satisfaction that our soldiers and airmen are are getting by doing the mission. Um, I can think of one in particular, um, Sergeant Day, who is the NCOIC at Concord Hospital. And he said to me, um, early on, and then even a few weeks later, um, that this mission has been the most rewarding mission to him personally in all of his years of service. And he's been in for quite some time. And he did the Joint Task Force um, point one or whatever we want to call it last year with the vaccination and testing sites. And he's, he's just like, um, he talks about how the patients, helping patients, even if it's just working in the kitchen, um, helping patients has been super rewarding to him and just being a service, you know, being a service to the community um, has been, and, and that's been the most rewarding thing for me is going around and, and talking to soldiers and airmen and they're, and them saying, you know, that they're very satisfied with the mission that they're doing. Um, and, and even though it might be a bit of a personal hardship because they're out of their own job or they're away from their family, they're, we, we place them in a facility that's two hours away from home and they're living in a hotel mm-hmm. while they're doing their shift work. But we've, I've heard very, very little, and I gave every soldier on this mission my personal contact information, and I've heard from literally nobody as far as dissatisfaction with the mission um, and what they're doing. And that's the most rewarding part for me, is that the soldiers are feel like they're contributing. Yeah, the stark difference from COVID season one to season two has been how integrated they've been and right there with the change as opposed to being two or three layers removed from it. They're physically there making the difference in the hospitals. And yeah, that, that's been that's been incredible. It's been so rewarding to make an immediate difference, not like, oh, I did some time and then I moved the, the ball downfield. No, I this was a touchdown every day I showed up to work. I mean, that just, it feels great uh, to, to see that actually happen each day in each hospital. And then to multiply that by 25 hospitals and 10 long-term care facilities around the state, the impacts the impacts huge. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've never been on a mission that was so instantly impactful. You kind of uh, touched on COVID version one and then COVID version two for our mission set here. Um, a lot of the same people are back again for this. A lot of them are voluntary, um, activated for this. A lot of these soldiers and airmen have full-time jobs, are college students. Uh, from your perspective, how are they handling being activated again, helping their state while still managing their personal life? Some are doing much better than others. Uh, every hardship is different, and I've learned that. Everyone has a different level of resiliency that they can take and 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 work on, and the best airmen and soldiers I've seen have used this mission to build another level of experience on how to handle a schedule change, how to handle going on mission, how to juggle working in a hospital 40 hours a week and going to school at UNH online with one in-person class. Uh, there, there have been a couple that have really uh, added tools to their toolbox because of this mission and because of what we've, we've 
um, put on these airmen as far as, hey, this is the mission that you need service for self for this state. And they've risen to it, and others um, have had hardships, and they have persevered. They might not have, have enjoyed it, might not have made it happen, but they, there's been a, a couple that have gone, I think, above and beyond service before self and really sacrificed their time, uh, family for this pandemic and this state. So it's, it's, everyone has a, a different, different hardship and everyone on mission, either um, everyone on mission has, has risen to, to some level. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, most of the soldiers on mission, the vast majority of them were volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you generally have less hardships from volunteers. Um, but even the non-volunteers and whatnot, um, the, yes, there's always some issues. There always is some issues. I think that we provide the resources that, you know, provide them with the resources they need to overcome their issues. Sure. We've had some, some mental health issues. We hook them up with the, uh, with our wellness, whatever we call the wellness, wellness services. services. Yeah. Wellness services. I should know this. Uh, but we hook them up with them and get them the appropriate help that they need. We get them hooked up with chaplain's relief. If they're having some financial issues or, um, uh, family care coordination as well, um, for issues, uh, regarding that. Yeah, on a mission like this, you're bound to have snafus. I remember checks were cut in wrong names. I mean, we had people coming in, and to to make sure that we have the team in place to react to these things, I think is it's 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 to be expected. Yeah, um, we've had a mix yeah. of so the for some clarification. So we have a mix of the vast majority of the soldiers on on the task force are on. Um, Military duty, they're activated in the military capacity. Um, and we have a small group of less than 30 soldiers working at the state prison um, that are working under state active duty orders, which is paid for financially from the state. And that's when the captain referred to checks. It's because they're being paid by the state of New Hampshire and they cut paper checks and unlike the direct deposit that the military gives the rest of us. So there's been some challenges there and that's been a challenge too with this task force where we've had a mix of, uh, duty statuses. All right. If you could sum up this, uh, entire mission, this is going to be a tricky one here. So if you could sum up this entire mission into one sentence, can you think of a sentence that would kind of do that? I'll sum up in a word. Service. Service. You can go with the word as well, but not service. That one's already been taken. Yeah, that was a really good one. One sentence. I don't think I can do it. Sorry. (laughs) This 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 mission has been uh, it's been a book. Yeah, this is beyond one sentence. This is a nut a novella, maybe. Like this this mission is far and far and away. yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a book worth of of stories, feel good stories, uh, overcoming things, like you said, impact in the hospitals. Yeah, there's just been so much yeah. out there, so many good stories. There's stories of soldiers who were were considering mm-hmm. a career change. Uh, one soldier I think of in particular, uh, working at St. Joe's, he was a truck driver. 
and he volunteered for this mission because he needed a break from that, and he had been considering a career change, mm-hmm. and now he wants to work at the hospital that he's stationed at right now. Um, a lot of it, things like that um, where people are getting exposure to different things and whatnot, and, and like the general likes to say, when he comes back from any of his visits, he's, he's like, they're just absolutely crushing it out there. They're, they're, they're doing a great job all of the airmen and all of the soldiers um, and providing a great service and to their communities. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of them uh, at Stratford County, his actions had them redo all of their employee ID cards because of this system that he implemented there. And if I remember wasn't there, they'd be going back with an analog system. He made them fully digitized. And that's something that he said, yeah, I never thought my skills would come in handy at a county facility at a long-term care facility and making new ID cards and bringing them into the digital age and saving time by using scanners that they never had. Uh, that Yeah, it's just um, so many things far beyond just helping one or two people. It's, yeah, the, the state mission has been, it's, it's such a big reach. Un, yeah, yeah, unimaginable and, reach. And it's been, um, and I'd be remiss not to, we, we, the captain and I have been talking a lot about the hospitals and the, and the long-term care facilities mm-hmm. and the work that's being done there. But we do have soldiers and airmen at the prison providing a lot of assistance there. Um, while, you know, the prison was hit hard by COVID on the staffing level. Um, so that's why we have people there. And our soldiers all got some good training to prepare themselves, the ones that are doing the um, MP mission at – uh, security forces mission there, but we also put cooks in there. And there's, mm-hmm. I can think of one in particular, a young airman that's yep. a E four who is managing a ki- a whole kitchen with a staff of like 30, 35 uh, prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just a unique opportunity for such an, a, a young um, airman soldier um, who, who is a cook by training in the military I'm not even sure if she cooks on the outside, but now she's managing a whole kitchen. At, um, and that's just an invaluable um, opportunity for experience that would be hard to find at this early point in her life um, anywhere than anywhere else. And then our distro people, they've driven distro since the beginning of COVID. Distro has been the longest continuous running mission. Um, through the whole COVID thing, and they've driven and delivered mass and PPE all over the state. They've done over seventeen thousand miles of of driving, wow, and delivered over three hundred and fifty thousand masks to different uh, schools and communities and whatnot, and just all across all of the missions that the Joint Task Force has been involved in. It's just it's unbelievable. Um, really, all the uh, contributions to the community that um, our soldiers and airmen have provided. Captain, Sergeant Major, thank you both for uh, coming on the show today. I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to your New Hampshire National Guard podcast.